Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to completely blow your mind on this week's show. Then what are we going to do the rest of the show? Well, no, I mean, it's going to get really deep. It's going to get pretty, uh, pretty heavy. And uh, I'm pretty sure by the end of this show, we're all going to uh, have a better understanding of what the meaning of life is and why we're here and what happens when we shrug this mortal coil and how it'll affect your weekend. So you have the poll results. <laughs> also, we have the, the poll results. Last oh, week- We'll we, save that. Okay. Well, look, I've been completely obsessed with this film called A Ghost Story. You heard me talking about I, it all, yeah, all last each, week. Each the, day of, in the, of the week. You called me over the weekend. Yeah. It, and so Texted it, me. It's, it's, a, it's a film that came out this last summer, but it, it just became available to rent, so I watched it last week. Because you don't want to go out. Not really. And without giving too much about the film away, I'll just say it's about this couple that lives in a house out in the country that may be haunted. But really, it's about the vast enormity of time, of the passing of time, which is something I, I really think about a lot. It raises a lot of questions about the afterlife and reincarnation and parallel universes, time travel. I mean, it's all in there. It gets pretty cosmic. Uh, but what's remarkable about the film is the way it's told. There are very, very long passages with no dialogue at all and hardly any action, which means that it relies on the music a lot to help tell the story. Hmm. There's a lot of incredible music in it. One of the characters in the movie is a musician, and there's this scene in the movie where he, he he's written this song for his wife or girlfriend that's never clear who she is. But when this, the scene is just her listening to the song on headphones. It's just that's the whole shot, three and a half, four minute long, just listening to the song start to, to finish. Uh, and I, I got to play that song on, on today's show. So we're going to hear that song. It's called I Get Overwhelmed from the film A Ghost Story.
What an, an incredible ending to this song. There's so much going on. I, I, I really like can that. barely make it. Oh, it's just it is so beautiful, the way it just soars at the end there. Uh, and Daniel Hartz's name, uh, he said that the idea for the song came to him after he had spent an inordinate amount of time online, just being an idiot, surfing the web for hours and hours and hours, and how lonely and completely overwhelmed it made him feel. When I heard this, song and all the other music, the, the entire score to the film, uh, A Ghost Story, I just thought, I've got to talk to the guy who did this. Daniel Hart is his name. So later this week, we'll have a conversation with him. We'll do it as a Plus One podcast, and he'll tell us exactly how he made not just this song, but how he worked on the entire score, which is just incredible. He's in a band, by the way. He has a band called Dark Rooms, and Dark Rooms, his band, did this song, uh, I Get Overwhelmed, before the movie even existed wow. so and it, it uh, everything built from that by the way a couple other music related moments in this movie a ghost story uh, bonnie prince billy is in it huh he has they gave him like this long period of exposition where he just lays he's out being creepy no no it was huh. it's actually amazing i mean he's at a party and it's just him telling this group of people around the table basically what the whole meaning of life is and oh. it goes on for like 10 minutes he's got a great voice too yeah it's and and also kesha Kesha is in this movie. As what? She plays a ghost under a sheet. You never even see her. <laughs> the only reason I knew it was hers because she was in the credits as other ghosts. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was Dark Rooms, otherwise known as Daniel Hart. I get overwhelmed uh, from a ghost story and more from him later this week. Well, you said that that was going to blow my mind and it really was great, but I'm going to blow your mind in addition to that because... What was the name of the uh, the the band that? Oh, uh, Dark Rooms. Dark right. Rooms. So, and you said that he wrote this song after like being online for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, it's just so, brain rot. So I have a song, first song in four years from MGMT. Oh wow! The name of the song is called Little Dark Age. Okay. Right? And okay. the whole song uh, seems to revolve around the craziness and being online and being on the internet for a long time, and all of us as a culture being online for a really long time. 
Mind You're blown. right. Mind, mind, mind blown. blown. Mind blown. So uh, I'm going to play the song called Little Dark Age. Can I? I'm going to read this thing to you. And it's a little long, so stick with us, folks. We should say we honestly don't know what each other's <laughs> going to play before we come in here. That is not, complete not a coincidence. So Little Dark Age, uh, this is a quote from MGMT, who we just put the video up online today. This video features people in gothic attire and figures of death and so forth. Uh, Andrew and Ben from MGMT uh, put this together. So I'm going to read you what they sent to me in a description just about the song. Okay. It says, Little Dark Age comes out of what has been an anxious last few years, maybe a result of the shared sense of this world coming apart. Does this have something to do with the way our world has been mediated? Much of what we now consider the world we experience online. And it's not hard to see this landscape as Boschian, a paradoxical web of strange impersonal relations. We take pleasure in punishing each other and ourselves. We are half-beast cybernetic avatars chewing through our tongues, (laughs) more reactionary, more self-congratulatory. It goes on, says, we're exhilarated and mesmerized by disaster and mass awfulness, it's hard not to read this moment as our subconscious desire to destroy nature because maybe if the planet is dead and everyone else is dead, then we'll have prevented death and secured our divinity. Oh, good God. (laughs) Wow. So can I play a song now? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play what is the title track to the first MGMT record in four years. It comes out in 2018, but the song is out now. It's called Little Dark Age.
delight Seeing what's to come The image of the dead Dead ends in my mind Little Dark Age is a song. It's uh, the title track, New MGMT. Got that uh, oh, so going backward 80s. in time. Yeah, yes. it was like serious Yon Hammer stuff going on, like Miami on Vice the, theme the keyboard, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or keyboard. Right. Yeah. Oh, but I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Watch the video, which just went up online as well. It's the first record in four years, but when you think about it, they started in 2002. They've put out four records in there, if you map that out, roughly 15 years. So it's kind of in keeping. I mean, every three and a half, yeah, two, three, three years, years they, they put out a record. That album will come out in 2018, so uh, I look forward to that, see what they're up to. The record's produced by Patrick Wimberley. He produced Chairlift, which you can hear a little similarity mm. there, and also a Dave Fridman, who's worked a lot with them, uh, Flaming Lips and Spoon, Tame Impala. Yeah. All favorites. Yeah. So I mentioned that one of the themes in the film, A Ghost Story, is reincarnation, or at least it's one of the questions that's raised. And I now have a song called Reincarnation. It's by a woman named Susanna Sinferk. She is uh, a singer from Norway. She's kind of a big deal back home. Her last four records, four albums, all went to number one on the charts in Norway. But she's just now sort of starting to find her audience here. She's going to go on tour in the U.S. In no- starting in November. It's the first time ever touring the States. But her last record back in 2015 was called Ten Love Songs. And she said after she finished it, she had a complete breakdown. She just felt, I'm going to use the word again, overwhelmed. She just felt exhausted and completely overwhelmed by life, and she knew she needed to hit the reset button somehow. So she just started to travel. She went all over the world. She went to the States. She went to Brazil. She went to North Korea. She went to Guatemala. And it was a way for her to force her brain to reconfigure itself in the face of all this new information and all these new experiences that it was taking in. And the result of it, of these travels and of her hitting the reset button on her brain was this record she has now uh, called Music for People in Trouble. Music for People in Trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song I want to play from uh, Susanna Sinferg is called Reincarnation. Do you believe in reincarnation? 
Love the ending to that one too. Another 
song that has a wonderful build to it. Susanna Simfair is the singer. This is the first song she wrote for her new record, Music for People in Trouble. And I want to I note that this is not a straight-up sort of folk-flavored acoustic uh, record. In fact, I want to just play here. Just Here's a little bit of the title track for Music for People in Trouble. This sounds like a Morton Sabotnik record from yeah, the 60s. Yeah, if I just played this. Morton Sabotnik, an electronic music pioneer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sometimes we feel like we have to grab it and do something with it. So there's a real surreal range to the music on this record. Yeah, this makes me think of something that I've been thinking about a lot, and you said at the top of the show with the actress in the movie putting the headphones on and listening. And right. I've been thinking for a while about the uh, the best songs to listen to on headphones. So maybe mm, there's something there. We might need to do something with that. There, I definitely have some that come to mind. Yeah. But um, now that you've played that and I've heard the what the track that you played in full, I definitely want to dig deep. Uh, Susanna Sinfair gets actually spelled S-U-S-A-N-N-E. So it looks kind of like Suzanne, but it's pronounced Susanna. And Sinfair gets S-U-N-D-F and then basically an O, an O with a slash through it, R. So it looks like Sun to Four, but it's Sinfair. Very curious record out now, music for people in trouble. Should we take a short break and maybe when we come back, we'll take a look at those poll results we mentioned at the top of the show. What do you think is a song that everybody voted that we should definitely retire. The most the yeah. most retireable song yeah. on the planet. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to mm-hmm. think about it. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wells Fargo, funders of a grant to Coalfield Development Corporation, where Adam Warren trains Appalachians for jobs in solar installation. We're trying to keep people here so that they don't have to leave. They can live and work in the communities they grew up in doing something else. Wells Fargo is building better every day. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash better. To refresh everyone's memory, last week we did a show about songs that we should retire. Songs we love, but we've heard them enough. They need to be put away. We did a poll asking people uh, what we should do with a handful of songs, you know, like Stairway to Heaven or Bohemian Rhapsody or, or whatever. And the, uh, the results have come in. One, one of the most frequent comments I saw was, maybe we should retire you idiots and keep these <laughs> beloved songs. And I thought, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Later, guys. Yeah. So we put a list of 10 songs uh, that people voted on, specifically Stairway to Heaven, Bohemian Rhapsody, Hotel California, Freebird, Hallelujah, American Pie, Imagine, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Slash, uh, What a Wonderful World, uh, Happy by Pharrell, and Cats in the Cradle, Harry Chapin. The song in that list that you all voted on that was totally, leave it alone, untouchable in that list Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I was going to guess Stairway to Heaven. And second was Imagine with a very close third, almost tied with Stairway, Stairway to, Heaven. to Heaven. So yeah. that's, but the songs, this is my favorite, of course, which one, just, I never want to hear it again. Right. Uh, voted in that list of 10. The one that came out to retire the most without question was, what do you guess? Oh, oh, um, Hotel California. I wish. <laughs> but it was Happy by Pharrell. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. I would not have guessed that. I, I, I thought about this, and I thought it's a song that m- much of our audience probably has grown up on, and they have heard it enough, you yeah. know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to hearing their moms and dads play it and it being a part of another generation. It's more part of the generation that it I hear listens. what you're really saying there, Bob. Yeah, I yeah. know, I know. Oh, yeah. 
hmm. age. But we gave people a chance to write in because we just chose 10 songs for the show. And uh, Sal here, our intern, yeah. has sifted through that stuff, right, Sal? So you dug into that poll. So what do, you want, to, what do you want to find? Yeah, Tell so, us I mean, what I learned from going through the numbers is we're much more united in songs that we're sick of than songs <laughs> that we want to keep and protect. I will say that much. Um, but there was a clear winner in one song that we absolutely must retire, and that is... Oh boy, I like our audience. Yeah, this is. Uh, this I is don't a little know. painful, but let's do this, Robin. I know you it's like this. It's not painful at all. <laughs> Just a small town girl. Oh. A lot of people say I sound like him. Do that again. Here it comes. Keep going. No. <laughs> well, I, I get it. I get it. It's 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 a song. It's, oh, it's Journey. Don't stop believing. Um, it's it's a song that's just used everywhere and everything. So I, I could get people being tired of it. Uh, but uh, but that voice. No, but but these were. You know, a lot the, of people the, think that he right, happens I, to I, have no, a pretty no, amazing no, no. voice. The premise of this, for those who missed the show, go back and listen to it. But the premise is what we consider great songs that we should retire not just like yeah now we just don't like it but it's it's like oh wait for it wait for it wait well I'm in my uh, my my beater I'm 18 years old and I'm uh, got my freak flag flying in the back (laughs) boy oh boy oh boy that's the mullet by the way I I I I can't oh. unsee that. All right. Well, let's talk about something good. Well, wait a the, minute, I've certainly stopped believing. So also, the second most mentioned is uh, Sweet Caroline, Off the Island. Thank goodness. Oh. <laughs> or is it more like we send it to the island and we all stay here? Ah, yeah. Wow, I kind of like dig that. All right. Keep going. Um, Piano Man. Uh, <laughs> yes. Gone. Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Yes. And uh, we were really You're the- a monster. I know. You're but Bob geez, Boylan, history's enough. greatest monster. I'm so happy. Uh, I will say we're really divided on satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. Um, oh, almost equal split. numbers voted for retiring and keeping it. I would not touch that. What about you, Robin? No, I wouldn't touch that. Yeah. You know, even the even the band right, when they played it over live, the edge. Yeah, okay, no. they, <laughs> um, they still play it live. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the Untouchables go, there was a clear winner, and that has to be. Good. Springsteen's Born to Run. Yeah. yeah. So m- more people wrote in saying we need to leave this song alone. Sacred. It must re- must remain a sacred part of our canon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear some. At night we ride the mansions of glory and suicide machines sprung from cages on I, uh, I hear I hear he does a pretty good live show. <laughs> have you, you've seen you've seen I him have, a number of times. Yeah. I have seen. Yeah, I've seen. It's the incredible. Three hour, yeah, they are. Yeah, three and shows. a half, four hours. Yeah. I got some other Untouchables for us. Okay. Real quick. So we have uh, "Respect" by Aretha Franklin. Okay, good, Sound good. of Silence by Simon Very and Garfunkel. Good. 
Tiny Dancer by Elton John was a favorite. Surprised by that, but keep Um, going. Under Pressure by Queen and Bowie. And uh, I was actually really interested to see a couple newer songs in the mix. Um, As far as the new pop canon is concerned, Mr. Brightside by The Killers Uh and Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Untouchable. Were untouchable. Wow. Very cool. Wow. Well, listen, what we should do is we should make a playlist. Should we make two Two playlists? playlists. Two. We'll do two. We'll do the most most retirables (laughs) and, and the untouchables. Right. Uh, all right. We'll do that and put that uh, on a blog post and uh, and with some results alongside of it. And go back if you haven't heard this show uh, last week. It's, it's fun romp. So speaking about debates, dilemmas, and so forth, something happened to me recently that uh, I had just been torn about, which is what happens when an artist you really love is joined by an artist that you actually don't really love or never really got into. Mm-hmm. And that happened with me with Courtney Barnett. And she teamed up with Kurt Vile, and they did this new record together. And I put it on, and I was kind of torn. Yeah, you love Courtney Barnett. I love Courtney Barnett, and and I've never become a fan of Kurt Vile. And here was this thing, and I put it on, and I just couldn't get into it. The, the collaboration the, record. The collaboration record. But I wanted to, because... I think about Lou Reed and Metallica. I think of like other collaborations that like, oh my God, I don't like Metallica. I love Lou Reed, right? And their struggles. And you figure, well, you're one of your favorite artists is in love with this other artist that you don't like. Coverdale really and Page. It should, yes, right. It, look that one up. <laughs> it, it, it really should, should, should be a doorway to let you in and learn about another artist. That's how I look at it. Let it be the doorway into an artist who you don't... Uh, have never gotten into before. So I listened and listened, and then one day I'm driving in the car, and this song of theirs, Courtney Barnett and Court Vile, <laughs> came, came on, uh, and uh, I want to play it because it was, it was humor that they have on this record, this collaboration. It's just a fun, playful record. And that my problem was I was taking it all way too seriously, and then this song Blue Cheese came on, and I'm going to play uh, Blue Cheese by... Uh, Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett. Chinese rock and roll Blue cheese up you will you know And I'm busting out of my scene If you know what I mean I'm getting old I didn't mean to cough on her Forgot to have the fabric softener 
That was I thought that was you at the end. I thought Bob, your phone. The the um the line about says I didn't mean to cough on her. Forgot the fabric. Add the fabric softener. The absurdity and stupidness and silliness of that line actually uh, it made me laugh out loud and made me kind of begin to love the playfulness these two and fun these two were having. Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett were having on this uh, on this song. So, um, well, I'll spend more time with it. Yep, I guess that's the, that's the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. The album uh, by Kurt and Courtney just came out. Uh, so give it a listen. Let's see what you think. You're going to take us out, aren't I you? I am. And w- one last uh, uh, song that ties into all the themes I was talking more about death? at the beginning. No, no. It's, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, death is part of it, I guess. But uh, uh, more of the mystery of it and what happens afterwards. Uh, a lot happens, actually, after you die. You know, you're just not around for any of it. <laughs> But anyway, it's a band. Uh, I want to go out on a band called Howard. It's a group that was new to me a couple of years ago. I first played them on the show as a new discovery then when they had their debut full length uh, out called Religion. And they are now back with a follow up called Together Alone. 
And just the title of the record alone ties in with some of these themes of feeling isolated, even though we're more, con- you know, more digitally linked to people. We're not as we're not making as deep of connections with each other, even though we like we know everything about everybody and our closest friends because we read it all online. But we're not really connecting on any deep level with them. And Howard Feibush, who is the, the lead singer and songwriter of this guy, asked him uh, about the song I want to play. It's called Mother's Wedding. It was inspired by a dream he had. Here, here's what he wrote. He said, Right around the time my mother got remarried, I had a dream where I was in a store full of her clothing. And it was a thrift store where all the clothes had been worn by her in her lifetime. I remember tags on the floor and faded ripped clothing. The beginning of the dream felt sad to me. And then at some point it switched where I was a spectator at her wedding. And I just remembered a rocking 70s wedding band playing. So I wanted this song called Mother's Wedding. I wanted the song to follow the different stages of the dream, so I switched instrumentation for each section, and every verse was recorded with different drums and guitars to match the dream's non-linear progression. And as the song went on, I wanted it to sound more and more triumphant, like a wedding band. For me, the song is coming to terms with the fact that my mom had moved on to a new stage in her life. Uh, And the song is called Mother's Wedding uh, from Howard's new record, Together Alone. No date on the release of the record Together Alone, but the song Mother's Wedding is out now. Cool. I look forward to hearing this. Yeah, and, and the whole record, too. All right, Bob, was uh, was your mind blown? Did I achieve, at least in part? Yeah, yeah. I no, I, I, yeah. you almost make me want to see a movie. It's so good. I think you would, even you would like this movie because, yeah. you know, there's no explosions or over, you know, the music doesn't blast at you yeah. all the time. It's But yeah. it is an extraordinary soundtrack. Sweet. And the interview later this week, I look forward to yeah, hearing that. Yeah, from Daniel Hart. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Mr. Hilton. Thanks, Bob. And thanks, Sal. Anytime, guys. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered.
If you liked this podcast, discover the rest of the NPR portfolio at npr.org slash podcasts and learn more about eight of the country's top 20 podcasts according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.